Welcome to the Jake and Joe Show. He's Jake. Hey, guys. And I'm Joe. We got a great show for you. I'm completely unprepared. This should be fun. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Guess we just wanted to uh, introduce ourselves to you guys in the sense of you know what we want everyone to get out of this podcast and one of those things is I, I think I can speak for both of us we'd like to be very transparent and be as efficient as possible in getting our information to you guys very consistently um, oh yeah. yeah yeah definitely I, I agree with that it you know it makes it easier to listen to when we're consistent so Right. That's, so that's definitely one of our top concerns. I know I really want to have a project that evokes critical thinking on subjects that may otherwise go unnoted. So you're going to be listening to a lot of things that seem kind of might seem trivial or some some day to day thoughts that we all kind of have, but no one really sits and ponders about. Right. Our overall goal of this podcast is to not be speaking to you, but rather speaking with each other and have it be more of a conversational type listening experience because we both find that that's a more comfortable and easier to listen to thing when people are just chatting or having a conversation than talking to you as if you're there listening to us. Right. I mean, I, I know personally from the podcast I've listened to, it's it's easier to stay listening to one that has a natural flow that just seems like you're kind of a fly on the wall in the room listening to people have a educated conversation occasionally they'll break fourth wall and i'm sure we will too but uh (laughs) that's completely fine i mean we're also in this for the community as well so people right yeah i know we have a bunch of things set up for the future our little subreddit (laughs) and youtube and whatnot we'll we'll see how this goes subreddit's the subreddit's down the road. Don't be counting on that. I know there's a lot of you out there that are going to want to subscribe. Well, you should subscribe. We'll let you guys know Absolutely. the second I mean, it's out. Yeah, we're we're uh, we're going to try to get these podcasts out on as many mediums as we can. SoundCloud, YouTube. We're going to have an archive set up. We're going to have a Facebook page. Eventually, this I, I mean, neither of us really use it, so I don't want to say it's going to happen, but we'd like to get a Twitter going so you can uh, receive a tweet yeah right you can get a tweet right when our shows go live but for now we're just going to focus on working on our podcast form and the way we present it because we want it to be as enjoyable as possible you guys obviously the listeners come first absolutely Uh, so there is there is one more point i'd like to add not only the conversation it would be great to be natural you know natural conversation but the evolution of the podcast itself so i can see the first couple episodes being more general and later down the road as we evaluate our progress and what works and what doesn't work we're going to be having different segments the structure might feel less fluid but we do want to make sure that all of our conversations flows well and seems as natural as possible so that's that's the last thing i wanted to add Yep. is the structure yep. um, we itself. Are, our original goal was for this to be a tech-based podcast, but we realized as we started getting into brainstorming and coming up with ideas for it that we want to be able to touch on more than that. We don't want to limit ourselves to technology only and really burn bridges before we've touched them. Exactly. So we are going to focus on tech. We'll probably have some tech segments here and there and stuff like that, but for the most part, in, at least in the beginning, we're going to be more open. I think Jake will agree with me. Yes, absolutely. That's that's exactly my train of thought as well. 
Yeah, so I guess that everything you wanted to say for the goals themselves? Yeah, well, we are, we, we didn't touch on this. Uh, we're based in Maine, so northern New England. Oh, uh, yes, that's I've... right. <laughs> we, we, I, I keep forgetting um, I live here, yeah. Yeah, right? right? Oh, wow, we live in Maine. What do you know? It's just so forgettable. Uh, you know, sadly it is. It's kind of forgettable. <laughs> oh, man. I've grown up in Maine my whole life. I've never lived anywhere else. I've same. lived in the same town my whole life. So actually I did live I did live in another town for I lived in the town you live in for about six months. Oh really? And uh hated it. Yeah. Then I'm, I, I'm <laughs> yeah, I did well yeah. Get me out of here. You know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm small town. Uh, I know you have lived briefly other places. I have, yeah. Um I lived in twice in my life I've moved to what the what the United States as a whole would view as a very very small city but to Maine and to me I viewed as the big city <laughs> one was for college and the other was for um, work uh, I know I, when I went to college and moved into the big city it was like again I call it a big city but it, it really wasn't it, it was a culture shock honestly uh, I don't know if you've ever had any specific moments where you kind of feel a culture shock living just in like a small town but it's nuts so just all of a sudden just going down the road and seeing people of different ethnicities and cultures just hanging out all together and as much as you see it online which <laughs> it's sad that living in Maine it's probably like one of the whitest states in the whole oh there's, United there's states. no doubt about yeah, that yeah and there's it, no doubt and it is factually that. the oldest as far as mm -hmm. age goes so it, it was really cool living in a bigger city where there's more culture and i was exposed outside of just the internet to different cultures and i i do feel like it did wonders to open up my mind on a lot of different subjects really if i asked you to describe the stereotypical in the woods manor what comes to your head oh man that's a great question i got this all right drives a truck loves hunting yep. uh Ooh. loves facial hair uh, oh, camos course. everywhere did I mention driving a truck? <laughs> the bigger, the bigger, the louder, the more lifted, the better. Oh, but it has to be clean because trucks here don't go off road. Those are they're there for on road only. You know what? I gotta say though, when I go down the street and I see a really dirty truck, that's when I'm like, okay, you are legitimately a country person because you right. got the truck and you're using it for what you meant. It's meant to be used for. Yeah, and I've I've never understood the logic behind going out and buying a fifty, sixty thousand dollar vehicle that's meant to be beat on. I mean, obviously you wouldn't beat on a new vehicle, but pickups were originally intended to be work machines. They they were for beating on. They were for doing hard work in. So spending the amount that you could spend on a cheap house, yeah, on a yeah. vehicle that is meant for hard work, and then just not do any of that, it seems. I don't know, it, and I just—it's a main. I, it might be in other places, but I've seen it so much in Maine that you see big, lifted, mean trucks that have never touched mud. You just know they've never touched mud. Oh man, I I couldn't agree with you more. And I'm sure there's other states out there that this is a big, not really concern because it's not like a terrible thing, but for mm -hmm. lack of a better word, concern. 
I had a thought there. For, well, if you come back to it, we can touch on it yeah, again. Yeah, we will. But I wanted to mention, in my mind, what a stereotypical Mainer looks like. And, I mean, I totally agree with you on the pickup and the loves hunting and the loves facial hair thing. It seems like 90% of these stereotypical Mainers that I see are wearing hickey pants. Cahots. Cahots or, or <laughs> hickeys. You know, those those rough material, like the... the I don't know, like a canvas type jean. Uh, yes. They've got, they've got some type of Timberland boot on. They've got a plaid shirt, red and black plaid. They've got the facial hair, and then they've got a John Deere or or similar hat on that's not fully sitting on their head. And they're walking around like they're just like they've just they're hot stuff. And it's just, I don't. It drives me crazy because I don't I don't get it. I don't get why people are like that. Right. But that's not to say that the people who, you know, are in that lifestyle and don't act fake are bad people. They're, they're not oh, bad no, people. Oh, no, no, definitely not. I, know, I just wanted no, to clarify. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I just wanted to clarify. <laughs> no. But the, the people who you described, the people who just seem to, like, try so hard to fit in, it's just really sad. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, we kind of grew up, I don't, I didn't know you as a, as a kid, but uh, we grew up kind of in the nerd nerd section of life oh big time big time <laughs> i mean while people were driving into the lot with dad's new truck or or their own truck again not everyone's terrible i was driving in with my 1990 buick park avenue a little brown boat of a car i loved it though mm. i love that thing have you always had yeah a, my have you always had a subaru no my uh my first vehicle well not not a good vehicle <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> my my are. first car was yeah right no I well I think that's a requirement uh, my <laughs> first car was a Dodge Intrepid it was a maroon colored piece of crap I I mean oh, it was man. it was it was okay for a first car but nothing worked in it it had electric windows those didn't work oh. it had heat that did not work it had AC that didn't work it was just it was again going into stereotypes I think it was a stereotypically bad first car like it was what you would expect someone to have for their first vehicle you'd look at it and just be like yeah that's definitely a 16 year old but i was right but i was so proud of it i was i was so proud good it had whoever whoever the previous owner was installed sony explode speakers like the 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 speakers that you can get from walmart for like thirty dollars a set they're they're absolute garbage they they distort when you turn the volume up a quarter of the way and but I was I was so proud of them. I would like I would crank the system way louder than it should be able to go, and the the speakers would distort. But in my mind, terrible. it was the best. <laughs> That's great, dude. So what I want to know is if your electric windows were messed up, did you have to be like the person who opened your door at a fast food place to get your food, or could you kind of ease the window down and up by pulling Are on you, it? Are you kidding me? I was broke. I did not have money to even get fast food. <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, that was, if you were I, in a fast I worked food. on a, <laughs> I worked on a farm. I only worked after schools. I, I made less than minimum wage. I was in no place to be going out of out of town to the big city, quote unquote, big city, to get fast food. Mm-hmm. But how did you handle that with the windows? Like, I, I'm generally curious because I see so many people. There's so many people on those gross exaggeration like once or twice in my life (laughs) i've seen people like go through a line or something and they they have to like open their door right right well luckily luckily my the the driver's window 
it would work, but I, I, I'd have to assist it. So, <laughs> if you, you like, know, I could start it, it and then I'd have to like push the window down to get it to roll down. Yeah. And then <laughs> as it starts to go up, I'd have to like push it back up. Oh, man. It would have been as simple to fix as a motor swap, but you know, I was broke. I didn't have money to do that. So, right. Fixing your electric window motor is like so far <laughs> down on the priority list. Yeah. And it, it's not like it even would have mattered anyway because I had that car for less than a year and the transmission went surprise, surprise. Aww. I mean, that's what Dodge Intrepids are known for. It had it had less than 120,000 miles on it and uh, the transmission dropped. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, it, it didn't it didn't surprise me and I was glad to have it gone because then I got I, my next car was a, uh, a Saturn. It was a late 90s Saturn and I loved that car. I mean, it was everything that the Intrepid wasn't. Yeah. It was good on it was good on gas. It was small. It had a decent sized motor for the size of the car. So it was a pretty quick little car. Um it was by no means fast, but it was peppy. So like if you were in traffic or whatever, you could zip around and, you know, it knew its way around. And I I loved that car. It was the first car that I had where I had a better paying job. Uh, I I got done at the farm that I was on and I uh I started working at Goodwill. So I was making some I was making better than minimum wage. Yeah. And I was able to put in aftermarket sound system in the car. Um I bought the cheapest set of good speakers that you can get and I put a 12-inch sub in the trunk. And it it wasn't amazing, but it was better. I can only and, imagine uh, that I, that must have been like heaven for you as much as an audiophile oh, was, as you oh, are. Whoo, it was it was oh. heaven. I I would just go and sit in my car. You know, I, 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 I probably used I, I probably used an eighth of a tank every fill up of gas just sitting there charging the battery so I could just listen to the stereo. Dude, that's um, I, I honestly can see you doing that. That's that's funny. <laughs> that's awesome. I I drove that car literally until it started falling apart. I was I had a shift early afternoon at Goodwill. So I hop in my car and I head off to work and I have two options when I head to the area that Goodwill's in. I can take the main road that all the traffic drives, or I can take back roads. And that's another thing about a small state or a less populated state like Maine. There's always back roads everywhere. And people take pride in knowing where the back roads are. Oh, you you, you got to take this back road, man. It's a shortcut. We'll get there faster. Just take this back road. Oh, you took route two? Come and on, it, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why, what are you doing taking the, the main road? You could take back road, you know, no traffic. It'll cut five minutes off your drive. Right. So I take the back road. Obviously, they aren't as well maintained. And in this case, this back road is not well maintained. But I was short on time and I needed to get there. So I took that road. Well, it was pretty bumpy. And about halfway down the road, I hit a pothole. And Ooh. all of a sudden, my, yeah, all of a sudden, my car got very, very loud. And the it, it, it turns out the exhaust broke off at the cat Skip. and the whole exhaust fell off the car. Oh, like Ripped it just right it plunked right off the car. Yeah, both the, the muffler fell off the, the pipe that ran from the back of the car all the way to the front. And the car started to like it, it wasn't running as well anymore because cars depend on the exhaust to, you know, to equalize pressure or whatever. So it wasn't running right, and that was pretty much the death of the car because I, I paid less than $1,000 for it, and, you know, it was the late 90s. It, it was older, and— uh, So it wasn't worth fixing. Yeah, it, it wasn't. And if your exhaust falls off, chances are there's rust in other places. You don't want there to be rust. So I just—I I parted ways with it. I uh, sold it to a junkyard because I, I didn't even feel like trying to get cash off someone for it. So I just—I sold it to a junkyard— and I bought my next car, which is a Honda Civic. 
So. Nice, getting closer well, to uh, you... your true love. Yeah, getting getting there. I, I I'm in the right country, you know. J- <laughs> right there in Japan. <laughs> exactly. So you had you had a Buick. What you what you have after that? Anything that you oh, loved as much? Man, or... hold up. Before we talk about what came after, oh. we got to talk oh, about okay. that car itself. Man, I'm telling you. Any of my friends who knew me at that time knew that I loved that car, saggy roof and all. all <laughs> saggy right. roof. Saggy roof. <laughs> There's the fabric that was that made up the roof slowly started drooping. It just started <laughs> it drooping. Oh yeah, and then it eventually detached. And oh, you know, some friends would think it was funny to make the rip even bigger. You know, keep messing around <laughs> with it. So then. Eventually, towards the end of its life, that car, seriously, as I was driving it, the roof, the canvas of the roof was touching my head as I was driving. <laughs> but, okay. Oh, man. This is what was so why cool didn't you just? Oh, go why ahead. Why didn't you just cut it away or glue it or something up out of your way? Because like, why did you I was let it... a really dumb and lazy 18-year-old. <laughs> like, 26-year-old uh, me would have been like, yeah, like, let's staple it up there or something. Right. Right, do something to fix it. But eighteen-year-old me was like, no, <laughs> not worth, not worth the two seconds. But w- what I did love about that car was it had a digital speedometer, so I knew exactly how fast I was going, and it just looked cool. It, just, it looked like a car from the future, but was super old. It was made the year I was born, and it had a digital, a digital speedometer. So as I was driving, it'd be like sixty-six miles per hour, sixty-seven miles per hour. So cool, man. Digital. That's everything. Digital gauge. All, all the gauges were digital. The temperature. I could regulate to the degree. I could be like, you know what? I would love it for it to for it to be 68 degrees in here right now. And I could make so that you happen. Had, so you had climate control. Climate control in a 1990 Buick Park Avenue. Dang. It was my that's, grandmother's that's pretty, old car. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty impressive. That's where my love of Buicks first came from, man. People, dude, they're they're solid cars. They're they're good cars. Seriously, I mean, people look at them and they're like, "Oh, it's an old person car." But I'm telling you, and I know you know this, so I'm really telling the listeners here: try one out. They are rugged, man. They are dependable too, and they have a lot more power than you think they do. Mm-hmm. They're considered mm-hmm. luxury. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, but still, yeah, they're, they they've got big engines. Yeah, um, and I've what I was really surprised to find is that they got they get decently good gas mileage oh yeah they're they're boatier cars with big engines but it's not uncommon to see like an older lesaber or lacrosse or something like that that gets like 30 plus miles to the gallon like that's crazy for that size vehicle yeah you know i've never been a car guy but especially when i was 18 and that was my first car that's something that i never really looked into or appreciated Mm -hmm. since it was my first car but i vaguely remember only needing to fill it up maybe once every two weeks and i was everywhere you know, I was mm-hmm. g- running around town. I'd go to Waterville, a town that's only 15 miles away. 15 minutes, not 15 miles. Um, that's probably about, it's probably about 15 miles. Actually, from... you're probably right. I think it is about 14 yeah. from my house. Yeah, I, I think I think it's probably more like 20 minutes to get there. I mean, maybe not. May, I, don't, I, never, I don't drive over the speed limit, so I wouldn't oh, know. No way, man. If it's says 25, <laughs> I'm going 25 Definitely not 10, 15 miles over that. Not me. No, no way. No way. <laughs> yeah, so that was that was fun. It, that's actually how a lot of people ended up remembering me as, like, just the guy who liked the Buick. A lot of my friends, <laughs> The at least. guy who liked the Buick. And, hey, that Buick guy. Yeah. It, it's been a part of me ever since, honestly. I, I love driving Buicks. 
Well, that was about it. I mean, uh, the head gasket blew on that because, now this is going to be embarrassing, though not surprising as comments I've previously mentioned, but 18-year-old me didn't <laughs> didn't think that it was important to change the oil in a car. So, oh, you oh, know, man. I just run it until the head gasket exploded because I honestly didn't think about it. I never looked at that sticker. I never thought, hey, I should maintain this. I, I viewed it as a vehicle that I loved but didn't appreciate and right, l- looking right. back in retrospect and I just kind of let it run until it exploded <laughs> like literally and that was a really sad day I imagine it, I imagine. it was yeah, I was I, really I mean, upset that that's how my that's how my Honda Civic died the head gasket was bad and I I, I didn't realize it because I was on top of oil changes and stuff like that but I guess it it, it, it was leaking for a while and I didn't know it and um, it warped the heads, so that's you know you have to get your heads remachined and whatever. And that car, it wasn't worth repairing that car either. So, right, no doubt. So I I know, I know your pain there. Mm. Well, my second car, I don't have nearly as much to say about it because I didn't really care about it because it was like it was like you know leaving ending a relationship and then just uh what's the term when you get someone else right away just to like uh, yeah I um... can't think of the word. Oh, what is the word? It's uh, <laughs> I don't know how I can't think right now, but it's just it's like I didn't really care about the car. I just got it because I needed a vehicle. Oh man, our uh, that's sad. Our listeners, they're are, gonna be like, like, dude, what? <laughs> it's obvious. It like, is obvious. Say it already. Um, oh, I, come on. I'm, I'm thinking rebuttal. Like that. That's obviously <laughs> not it. No, no, no. That's not it. It's um. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is hilarious, actually. Come on. How are we not thinking of this? You're my... Rebound. 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 That's what ah, it is, there it is. Yeah, it's rebound. Oh, I had to be man. a jerk and then, I... like, say it in the first person as if I'm, like, saying it to somebody. <laughs> as if you've done that so many times. Yeah, like, it jogged my memory. Oh, yeah, you're just my rebound. <laughs> but... Oh, yeah, by the way, you're just a rebound. <laughs> but, yeah, my Pontiac Sunfire. That was my rebound car. I never loved it. I drove it for like. How could you love a Pontiac? And I'm probably oh, going to offend God. people, but I, ugh, I do not no. like Pontiac. Not even a little. You know, I, me either. There's nothing really to love about them. You just drive them because you have to. I mean, let's just be honest here. <laughs> you know what? I did like Grand Dams for a little while. I liked, I liked the way they looked, and it's funny because mm-hmm. I'll pro- people might laugh at me because I feel like a Grand Dam is kind of stereotyped as a, a woman's car. <laughs> do you, have, yeah, you know I can, what I mean. I can kind of see that. Yeah, but yeah, I did I like the way they looked. I definitely didn't like the way the Sunfire looked. It was just like it tried to be cool, but it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. That ended up blowing up on me too. Another thing I'd like to add is, especially tonight for some reason, you guys are going to hear me, my voice squeak, and I, I do promise that I have gone through puberty over a decade ago, but for some reason my <laughs> voice for the past year has just kept squeaking and squeaking and squeaking, and I feel like within maybe another decade my voice is going to sound like morgan freeman on nice and deep yeah like even worse than that uh but yeah that that threw me off but you're going through second puberty uh, yes it's like like the hobbit's second breakfast it's the the french canadian second puberty it's a little known right 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 so we we strayed quite a ways from uh what we were talking about earlier we were talking about pros and cons of living in a small town or or living in an environment that's you know it's definitely not a city and although you you did mention that you've lived in two of the bigger 
cities in Maine. Yes. That's, they're, they're by no means big cities. No, very small on a national level. Yeah, I mean, Portland, Maine, its population is like a quarter the size of, say, Portland, Oregon. And see, it wasn't even um, Portland, it was South Portland. That's even smaller, I think. I, I can only assume. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I... I mean, what? Okay, let let's just do this. What are your favorite things about small town environment? Okay, and you know, not not city living. Like, what are your favorite things about Maine? Okay, and not I, Maine, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I feel like we do need this because we unintention. I feel like we might have unintentionally bashed Maine culture, and that's not oh, what yeah, we're yeah. about. It's just hard because we're both we're into nerd culture and stuff, and that's not really something that Maine welcomes in the sense of you know we feel a part of it. But what I do like about small towns is that small town feel. It's this, you know, the everybody knows everybody vibe. Um, There's just, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of friendly people. You'll go through the grocery store and as much as everyone, I don't care who you are, avoids talking to people in the grocery store. Just like, you know, get in, get out. But uh, you're always... That's one of the worst places to to run into people you know. Because you just, you don't even want to be there to begin with. No one, I don't think anyone really likes going grocery shopping. No, I, I honestly, I dread it. I dread it. I wait until so, there's tons to do and then I just make a big list and get in and get out so fast. I actually right. pride myself on, I time myself, no joke, from the moment I leave my house to the time I get back. And then I'm like, hey, I did that in 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Record time. <laughs> with like 20 bags of groceries. And it's funny, too, because whenever my wife and I will make a list and we'll go shopping and I'm always like we get in the door. I'm like, all right, this is going to be it. This is going to be a good one. I'm not going to get sick of this. This is going to be a positive experience. And then it always happens 10 or 15 minutes in. I'm just I'm ready to leave. I'm like, okay, let's get out of here. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I hear you. And but yeah, back to what you were saying. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's even though it's not something that you want to do, you will always see someone that you no, almost, almost every time you'll just like see someone you know, and in itself, that's that's kind of nice. Yeah, earlier when I was quote unquote preparing for this, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I was thinking about it, and in the the town I live, I think I know, I like I personally know someone who lives on almost every road. Yeah, and isn't like, that I nice? I, like if you need somebody for whatever they offer, like whether they be a mechanic or, or whatever, it's nice to be able to be like, hey, I know where this guy lives. Like I, I can contact this person if I need them. Right, right. Like I I know five people that live within a two-mile radius of me. And then outside of that, I can like every single road I'm, I'm thinking of, I know someone that lives on every one. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you were saying, that's a great feel. You don't feel, I know it's, it, it, it's almost going to sound corny to say, but you don't feel alone. I guess yeah. is the way to put it. Like, I don't know. No, you're right. I, I, I totally agree with that. You don't feel alone. And I know personally, I never really appreciated my small town until I moved away and then would like visit on weekends. Or, hey, when this when this happened, when I needed to have some major repairs done on my car, I got quoted in the, um, the city area at a lot higher. I think twice as high as I got quoted in my small town with the guy that my family knows, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mechanics, mechanics, like that's yeah. so much respect. They, they come in clutch all the time, but um, right. Right. <laughs> but, yeah. We, I mean, where would we be without mechanics? I mean, literally where would we be? Because our cars would not be running. Right. And we'd, I mean, or we'd have to charge, <laughs> we'd have to go to the freaking OEM places like the Chevy. Dealerships. Yeah. Dealerships. I couldn't think of the word, uh, you know, to get the 
OEM parts and spend twice as much. Right. I know yeah. we're all about value. That's another thing that we're going to be talking about quite a lot. Yeah, I recently um, I recently had my car worked on. I needed to have the head gasket replaced. And, you know, it's routine. It wasn't, an, it, it had just started to leak. And, you know, I wanted to be on top of it more so than I have been in the past. Yeah. So I have a, a family friend who works at a garage. He, he Actually, I he works at a dealership. So I asked him if he could get me a quote on how much it would be to have it done through a dealership. And he quoted me $1,000 in parts alone. And then on top of that, the dealership charges 90 to $100 per hour for labor. So I would wow. have been looking at two grand to have this done. So I asked him if there was any way he would be able to do it in his spare time. Uh, I mean, I would obviously pay him or whatever. And I walked out spending way less than half what the dealership would have charged me. Uh, and that's because, you know, you you know people. You know people in the area you're in. Right. It's it's the best way to, or it's the best reason, I'm sorry, to, to really build relationships in a small town. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that might seem kind of self-serving, but it's it's mutually beneficial. You offer your services, they offer yours. You you help each other out. That's really what life is about in general. So in a small town, that's the best way to get that sense. Right, and I feel like in bigger cities, you don't see that as much. I mean, I've I've never lived, like I've said, I've, I've never lived anywhere but, you know, small towns. But I have been to bigger cities. I mean, I've been to Boston, New York, Seattle. Uh, I've been to Portland, Oregon. You know, I've been to either side of the country. I just, I don't know. I like the city. Like, I like being there because there's a different environment. Like, it, there's a different air to it. it. It feels different. But I don't like how separate everyone and everything feels, even though everyone is so close together. I mean, I, I feel like cities lack a closeness that small towns have, despite being so packed. They do. Um, there's more people I mean, every, there. Everyone's, go ahead. No, you can you can finish your uh, statement er- there everyone's so busy i mean they, they've all got their separate lives you know they, they've got to get from here to where they've got to be as fast as they can and they don't have time to deal with other people you know that's something and... i wanted to touch on at this point it was when but at this point it's if we get to uh talking about american culture is that it's hard to say this without sounding like i'm a complete communist and i, I truly am not but it's i feel like we especially in cities think about ourselves and individualism a little bit too much to the point where we don't care about those around us. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I know it might sound bad. That's not my intention at all. Uh, and, right. And you're, no, that's what I, you... I, go ahead. I get what you're saying. Um, for example, here in the area that we live, if you hold the door open for someone, they say thank you. It's like, it, it, it's a given. If you're holding the door for someone to walk through, they say thank you almost 100% of the time. Absolutely. You know, you, it's just, it's common courtesy. You enter and you look them in the eyes. When you walk by someone in a store, if you make eye contact, you smile and you wave or you do things like that, that I don't feel happen when you're in the city. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm looking at it with, you know, I, I, I can't think of the word. Are you thinking maybe of like rose colored glasses? Yeah, rose. Co- that's exactly what I was trying to think of. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's the way I'm looking at it. Like I'm, you know, I'm not from here, so... I'm acting more awkward or quote-unquote shy, I, I guess. But, I mean, maybe people from the city are listening to this and they're like, oh, that's not true at all. I say thank you all the time. And I'm sure maybe you do. But from my experience, big cities don't seem as polite and as friendly as small towns do. No, because, again, like you said, you know, it's all about go, go, go. They just want to get – right. They're, they're looking out for number one. I don't know. I, I think I could just go on and on, and it's probably something <laughs> for another episode. But. <laughs> 
I will say where cities have an advantage is in technology. And I think it's important to mention because, you know, one of the goals of this podcast is for it to be kind of technology based to a point. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, but, but I feel like living where we live, where we kind of get screwed out of the advances in technology. For example, there's a few things like the motor company by Elon Musk, Tesla. He makes the electric cars. I you see them? Uh, yeah, dude, they're sweet. They're so cool. You see them around our area occasionally, but there's no charging stations anywhere. The closest one I can think of is 30 miles from here, and it's in a parking lot that doesn't have a business in it, and it's in the corner. So you have to drive way out of the way to get to this spot to charge your car. And obviously, I mean, I I know it's different down in Portland, down near the south of Maine. I, I know they have charging places because that's where a lot of Tesla owners are. But they're good for the environment. And Maine being such a green, park-filled state, you'd think we would be more concerned with economically friendly means of transportation than we are. Another example, just the other day, I was in... Where was I? Oh, I was in Firehouse Subs. And I'm sure for people that live in cities and bigger areas, you're familiar with Firehouse Subs. It's a chain. They make sandwiches and stuff like that. We have one in Maine. Maybe a cup, Maybe there's some in Portland that <laughs> I've I'm not aware been. of. There's one that I can think of in our local area. And it's it just opened. It opened like a month ago. So I was in there for the first time the other day, and I get to the terminal to pay. And I notice on the screen that it says, uh, place your phone here to pay with Android Android Pay, you know, the the smart feature where you can put cards on your phone and you don't need to take the card out of your pocket. Right. I think it's the I think it's one of the first places that I've seen that supports that. So I get my food and I I'm, I sit down at the table with my wife and we're talking while we eat. And uh, I open my phone and I, I uh, download Android Pay because I'm going to set it up. I'm like, why not? You know, maybe it, that's becoming more popular. I'll set it up on my phone so I can use it in this area. I go to add my card and I get a message telling me that my bank does not support this. So I'm, I'm immediately cut off from that technology. I mean, it sucks because I would like to be able to partake being a techie and a geeky guy, and I can't. Right. It, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you feel the same way or if you've had any situations where you felt that. No, um, you know what? I, I can't think of anywhere I personally have felt that, but my girlfriend actually has one of those chip cards. I think this is pretty much the case everywhere even in cities right now at least in maine but i know we had a conversation the other day about how she hates just assuming that you need to put the chip in to pay mm -hmm. and then right. the cashier is just like oh you gotta swipe it yeah and it <laughs> yeah yeah that's a good that's a, such a good point right. because so many of these businesses have the chip things, but none of them are using them. Why? Why aren't we using well, these I think technologies? Th they have the peripheral. They have like the hardware to do it, but they don't have the software yet, I think. Yeah, yes. So... Yeah. That, and that's what it is. But the, the thing with that is that overseas in, in like the UK, yeah. they've had chipped cards for years. This is not new technology. Well, I mean, if we're going to talk about UK and technology, there's a billion things we can talk about, like the fact that <laughs> their internet is like literally a hundred times better than ours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that that uh, is something else I wanted to mention about where Maine lacks in technology. There are only like a handful of places in the entire state where you can get fast internet. Right. Do we even get I mean, Google the, Fiber? No, no, oh, no. The, <laughs> not even close to that yet. The fastest speed that I'm offered where I live is five megabits per second down. That's terrible. And it's dude, it's so slow. It's it's aggravating when I know 
that the rest of the country is experiencing better internet than that. And I know there are a lot of places that don't. I know there are a lot of places. I, I use Reddit quite a bit, and you know there are people always complaining about their crappy internet. So I know it occurs everywhere. But the only area in Maine that I can think of that gets fiber internet is near... Is, oh, is, is it, it Bangor? It, 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 no, no. no? Uh, well, they, they may get some up there, but the area I'm thinking of is on Route 1 near the coast in southern Maine. Oh, is um, it like Cape have, Elizabeth? I, I believe I believe the internet provider is called uh, GWI or something like that, and they can get one gigabit per second internet. Oh, no where kidding. They're downloading. Yeah, it's it's insane. They they're da- they download so fast. I just I feel like I'm being deprived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I, I mean, I feel you. My parents have GWI right now, but it's um where we live. The best they have to offer is 15 megabits, which mm-hmm. is it, it's not bad, honestly. For what people, for what you want to do, like whether it be online gaming or uploading is kind of bad, but it's generally livable. Your mm-hmm. five megabit, like I, I feel really sorry because that must be terrible <laughs> to do anything. And that's five megabits max, you realize. Mm-hmm. So I don't ever get that. I We usually push three to four. Um, so like 1080p YouTube videos, those are out. I can't buffer those. You probably can't um, even, you probably can't even stream 720 without having to pause. Um, it, it will, it will stream 720. I think, I think my service provider doesn't throttle my connection to sites like YouTube and Netflix and Hulu as much as they throttle the connection to other sites. Yep. Cause I, I can buffer 720 just fine. But if I, I, if I try to up it to 1080, then yeah, I, I have to pause it every, you know, 30 seconds and let it buffer ahead. Right. Yeah. Which, I know when I was you know, in Bangor, I think... I wasn't in charge of the internet, so I don't know exactly what we were getting, but I know it was significantly higher than what is offered here in our area. We had a house full of like five or six people, and I really never had an issue, even when people were streaming. So it's just, it's crazy. Like, I mean, what we're talking about here is this small towns. It's going to take forever, if if at all, that we're going to find decent speeds because they're just not going to find laying that architecture down. They're not going to find it worth it. Right. Because yeah, not I've enough people that, are going exact... to be able to pay and whatnot. Right. I've had exactly that situation. My neighbor said he talked to the... Oh, and, and this is another thing. Where we live, we have one option for a service provider. We have no other options. So it's you a complete either, monopoly. Yeah. You either go with this provider or you don't have internet. And he said he called them and, and he asked, he's like, when are we going to get upgraded? When are we going to have faster than insanely slow internet and they're like well unless you want to pay for it probably not for a long time because there just aren't enough people paying us to make the expense worth it see i gotta respect that though because they were just straight up honest with him and you can't blame them you can't blame them at all right, a right. lot of places just wouldn't even get back to you so i mm-hmm. thought that was pretty neat yeah yeah that, that it was pretty cool to see that they were just straight up honest they actually gave him a number how much it would cost to have his area redone. They're like, so please do it. Internet. Please do it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I, it was something like to just to have like a one mile stretch of road, not even one mile, less than that. It was like $50,000 to have it done. And I'm like, oh, okay, let's no split way. that. Let's go in on that. <laughs> less than a mile, 50K. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. See that, see, that makes sense because cities are much more densely populated. So, a mile of road, sorry, a mile of laying that cable or fiber, whatever, would probably pay itself off a, right, a billion right, times yeah, faster. You have way more, right, you have way more people paying for it. Right. 
that being said, uh, we're getting near the end here. We're gonna we're getting close to wanting to wrap it up. All, all that being said, <laughs> would you trade like the environment in which you live for another? Like if if you could just transport your life, if you could just transport yourself to a city or a big place, would you? Or do you like where you are? Or is there someplace else you'd rather live? Very good question. In general, I love where I am. I love Maine for the fact that it's sparsely populated. You have a lot of room. It's not crowded at all. The seasons are beautiful. I love fall and we get a, a decent fall. We do get a very <laughs> decent fall. Yeah, the, sum, the, the summer's year. not too bad. The winters can be rough, but that's that's the only downside, really. And it's not even a downside mm. if you snowboard. I, I, I love winter. Oh, man, I've been counting down the days till we get pounded with snow because I just want to get out there and play in it. <laughs> yeah, see, and, and I love actually wearing sweaters. <laughs> see, yeah, talk, talk about here. being geeky, oh, right? Here. Like, we love wearing sweaters. <laughs> but I, I but love layering and stuff, and it just, I don't know. <laughs> I like the way I look. I like the way I feel <laughs> in winter clothing. <laughs> I will say, though, there's one thing that I do like about Eastern culture, and that is um, actually have it written down because I did want to talk about it. If we bring it up, let me bring it up. Come on, Jake. Get on your notes. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, it's funny because we haven't even touched on a lot of ideas that I thought we would, and I, it, that's fine because that's what we're all about. What we just talked about in the beginning was to allow our conversation to flow naturally, and I think that we have a lot of, I think we have a lot of quality conversation right now, so... That's mm-hmm. fine. But I do think if you look at places like Japan, I know it might be cliche to talk about Japan, especially coming from <laughs> a geek. But honestly, you look at that culture and you'll see that you'll see many things. You'll see families sticking together. You're going to see extended families living together and helping each other out. And I just it's mm-hmm. really sad in our Western world with how fast paced we are. You know, we're only thinking about our immediate family and it's sad. Like, our, you know, our grandparents end up living by themselves. You know, if one passes away, then they're alone until they end up needing to go to assisted living and things like that. And it's right. just, it's such right. a sad thing to, to think about. And it is. We, it we, is. Sh- we owe it, we owe it to our elders and we owe it to ourselves. We're investing in our own family. I feel like that culture is so important and mm-hmm. something that we should really mm-hmm. adopt. Yeah. And then just one more point. One more point is that in an Eastern culture, honor and integrity is valued so, so much, and it carries over for generations. If you do something that's considered dishonorable, your whole family is mad at you, and everybody's like, <laughs> hey, man, you know, the the Smith family is so terrible because of what this one guy did, which I guess that's a bad way to put it because that sounds bad. But I think it holds people more accountable. People should be held more accountable to their actions. And just the way they value honor and integrity is Mm -hmm. so much, so much better than we should. I think we'd honestly see so much, we'd see so much less violent crime and Mm -hmm. and shoplifting and things like that. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. and, and, And that's what I was just thinking of. I mean, shoplifting is some people just are just okay with it here in the U.S. Like, it's just a thing. Right, because you know? they're You're like, just... oh, it's a corporation. It's okay. Right, just stick it in your pocket and walk out. Like, it's not a big deal. And that's no way That's no way to live. And so I agree with you what you're talking about, the account- the accountability and the disrespect you can bring. It, it keeps you accountable. Having that in the back of your mind that I might screw up my family's name. I, exactly. And I just, yeah, and, good uh, point. Yeah, thank you. I think that was that's pretty much it for me. I don't know. What do you think? What do I think? Yeah, like what do you 
is there anything that you would change oh yeah well that hasn't already been said, obvious of course. right i mean yeah o- obvious stuff like changing internet and stuff like that i'd be all over like give me faster internet give me newer technology i want it <laughs> otherwise i i i tend to agree with you i don't think there i don't think there's a whole lot i would change i like being able to make as much noise as i want without worrying what someone above me or below me is gonna think like I, I don't i like not worrying about that i could i have a polaris predator 500 in my shed out back and that thing is loud yeah i can i could get up at eight in the morning go outside start it and rip around my yard and i wouldn't have to worry about upsetting or offending anyone because there's there's no one to upset or offend right i mean we have our own area it's not just our living space right. we ha- actually have area to live our lives right yeah and and it's become i mean we're renting a place now but it's become a requirement uh in our upcoming house search that we have at least two acres of land one uh, you know i i mean i might compromise and drop to like anything over one but less than one acre of land is not an option that is not enough i hear you and you, you obviously don't have options like that in the city. I mean, your living space is your house, and you might have a little lawn outside. But other than that, that's it. And I don't think that's anything that I'm ready to give up in the immediate future. It's a great way to close right there, dude. That's good um, ideals. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think so. Pat myself on the back. So that's about it for our uh, show today. We hope you enjoyed. If there's anything that we can do to make this show better... Hit us up. I mean, we've we're gonna be posting this episode on we we said SoundCloud, right? Yeah, I think at first. I think you mentioned yeah, that maybe so, the latest episodes will be on SoundCloud. Right. So SoundCloud has a you can comment at specific times during an episode. And if there's anything that you think we could improve upon or that we could do better, definitely get a hold of us because this is a new experience for both of us. It is. Uh, and and you know, we, we're wanting to learn from it and get better at it and hopefully make this a more enjo- as 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 enjoyable as we can make it. Right. And I would love uh, I know that, you know, this episode even after editing might not sound the most fluid, but with your help, with your constructive criticism or even even just bad criticism, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah, anything. It, it's anything gonna it's good. gonna help us. Let us know mm-hmm. what worked. Let us know what didn't work. Just be, please, just, I would really appreciate your honesty. I know. Honesty, yeah. If you hated every single second of this and you want us to both go die, tell us. And maybe we can make something happen. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know uh, Joe and I both, you know, our our feelings don't get hurt too much. We're very big picture thinkers. So, yeah. If there is like a segment that we talked about that you're just like, hey, that that was boring, let us know. Because it's just, it's going to do nothing but make the quality of our show better in the future. And it's going to make us really feel like it's worth continuing, honestly, that mm-hmm. people are listening. Yes. So that's that's yep. really cool. I agree. All right. Well, I'm going to, uh, or we are, rather, not I'm, because <laughs> this is us. <laughs> yeah. I think right about here is a good spot. spot. Man, if I could just talk, I'd really appreciate it. <laughs> We've been talking I'm thinking right about yeah right. I'm thinking right about here is a good spot to start the outro track. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope to know that you're listening and that you're going to continue to listen in the future. Absolutely. We'll see you later, guys. Have a good night, afternoon, see you. morning. <laughs>